Hi, this is Hilary Adler. I'm here for another DMN one-on-one podcast with Chris Paquette, the uh, CEO of Deep Intent, which is, um, well, they built a system for political advertisement verification, among many other things. Um, Incredibly timely time to talk about this. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, Yeah, Deep Intent set forth on the idea of how do we make the, the ad ecosystem more transparent when it comes to political advertising. Um, you know, just from a history standpoint, Deep Intent has a, a really rich capability when it comes to um, textual analytics. Um, we built an AI, um, a lot of it kind of was inspired by understanding patient journeys um, and medical records. Um, but then we were able to, to really generalize that, that approach and move it, into, move it into the advertising space. So, so yeah, I mean, the political ad system itself, the verification technology uses a mix of computer vision and natural language understanding um, to identify whether or not an ad is indeed a political ad or not. Yeah, so the FEC, the Federal Elections Commission, um, they just had a public hearing on March 8th mm-hmm. um, to consider a more stricter framework um, for political advertising. Mm-hmm. What does this mean for companies like Facebook and Google? Yeah, so it's definitely a timely, a timely time that they did this, right? So in general, right, Facebook, as you know, has been most recently subjected to a lot of public criticism towards this. Um, realistically, what these regulations mean, uh, it really means uh, are the users of those platforms going to have the transparency that they need to really understand whether or not the information that they receive is is paid or not paid, and if so, who is it by? Who's paying for that placement or that opportunity to serve a message to that user in that specific in that specific area? And so, coming off of this hearing um, and these proposed frameworks, what does this mean for political marketers who want to utilize platforms like Facebook and Google? Sure. So, it, right now, it's still yet to be determined. Right? There's two alternatives to what the new, uh, really, what those laws and guidances are going to be. Um, alternative A really is just more of a porting of the existing, really the existing kind of uh, framework of how offline ads need to have disclaimers that are very conspicuous and, and, and full rich with who actually bought the ad and whether or not they authorize it. Whereas alternative B, which um, really it, it seems more suited for digital ads, um, really kind of scales back some of those requirements and kind of leaves it up to discretion, which is still yet to be determined. So. You can imagine you know, textual ad units on Google would fit into that digital realm where they may not necessarily need to have it stated conspicuously, you know, this is a you know, this is an ad that's a political ad bought by a person like a super PAC and whether or not it's authorized by a candidate. And so, I mean obviously it is, but how closely linked is this to the combati- to the combating of fake news? Yeah, so in to be to be honest, it's it's definitely good that the FEC is taking a step back and modernizing the scope of, of what they determine, right, and what they have declared to be a digital advertisement, right, and digital political ad. Um, you know, in two twenty uh, two thousand six, they came out saying that websites, right, you think about just technology where it is today, right. We have VR, we have augmented reality, we have smart TVs that don't necessarily operate under the context of being a website anymore. So, you know, I think it's good that, you know, from that point of view that, you know, they're updating that scope of what they have guidance on. Um, But importantly, you know, now um, really coming up with, really zeroing on like, you know, this is the approach that 
you know, you have to have, you have to have this data clearly exposed in order to do this, right, in order to be a political advertiser. And so what does the state of political advertising look like as we head into the 2018 midterm election? Yeah, so, you know, I think, and just from hearing from various other, like, clients and, and people that we work with and talk to in the political ad space, you know, social is going to continue to be the dominant paid channel for, for media. Um, also, SMS, text messaging is another big one. Um, so between social and, and, and SMS, you know, we can expect that those two channels will, will still be the, the primary ways that um, politicians and their, their campaigns need to connect. What kind of public eye do you think is going to be turned to social channels like Facebook um, when it comes to political ads in this election? I mean, it's so heated right now. Yeah. Um, everybody's looking at Facebook for data regulation, for mm -hmm. fake news. I mean, yeah. the microscope wasn't on them before, but it is now. Well, I certainly think that, you know, even with Mark Zuckerberg coming out yesterday, taking that interview, you know, he's not necessarily a great interviewer, right? Um, but the fact that he's coming out and even opening up and saying, hey, you know, I'm open to having regulations imposed on my company, right? I think that, you know, him being the CEO of that, he recognizes the urgency of the problem and how they really need to, you know, they need to take the steps forward to make sure that the information and the data is safe and protected. Yeah, I've been like obsessed with this for months now. I started on, I started researching GDPR and, you know, yeah. of course, published a lot of articles on that. I feel like, I can't say this because it's off record actually. There are companies that are adopting GDPR policies. Yes. Um, for even American citizens. Now yep. this obviously pertains to EU citizens, mm -hmm. but uh, companies like Slack, for example, just sent out a memo um, mm -hmm. saying that they would comply with GDPR. Yep. Why doesn't Facebook just do that? I mean, why say you can yep. impose regulations on me? Like this is one of the big leading tech companies in the world. Why yep. wouldn't they take a stand yep. and, and you know set the precedent for other yeah. Well, in fact, I can't. I, I don't even know if Facebook isn't doing that. To be honest, uh, they have to operate as a global company. I know that Facebook is going to be in the eye of the EU regulatory committees that are responsible for enforcing GDPR, including Google, including Twitter, including all the major platforms. Um, you know. That said, I, I think what more recently has happened is that you know the data leakage that happened really is what kind of transpired and kicked off a lot of the current. Uh, the current discussion around this. And uh, I think data protection, and just even looking at uh, Cambridge Analytica and how they were able to exploit that data, it, it's definitely calling upon, you know, I think a new social contract to be kind of instituted globally. And I think GDPR, to your point, is, is a very good and positive first step in, in kind of making this, making this as a movement. Yeah. So how do we connect all this back to the political advertisements? I mean, yeah. Yeah, how do we do that? So, so I think with the, it's also important to note too that the FEC is somewhat limited in what they can or cannot do and enforce. So federal election uh, laws only allows the FEC to basically cover ads that are sponsored by candidates or regulated like political committees, and also the ads from the P from the PACs that call for or against votes for a specific federal uh, elected candidate. Now, the states and local elections will usually follow suit with those. In fact, you've seen Governor Cuomo come out just over the last couple of months with their own version of, you know, kind of strengthening those laws around political ad transparency, which is great. Um, but I really, really think that the, you know, the FEC will kind of start this 
process of modernization and really updates to that you know, fundamental kind of need that when you see information, you should know whether or not that's being paid for by potentially a, you know, a candidate that you're supportive, a candidate you don't agree with, or whether or not it's a, a foreign actor, right, yeah. who's trying to sway your opinion on a vote. So I think always following the money is the most important kind of way to do that. And I think the FEC, by mandating that and increasing that scope of what they, um, of what they consider a political advertisement, a digital political advertisement, will, will really start to kind of, you'll see these ripple effects happen on the state and local level as well. Well, it's a wild time. Um, this election is going to be insane, I think. Um, but I think it's 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 great that the the microscope is on these companies to protect data, but also to protect the interests of political advertisements. So, anyway, thank you for yeah. joining me. Thanks so much. It was You're a pleasure. Welcome. Yeah.